date is October 11th, and you're listening to another episode of Hold My Whistle. I'm Paulo with my partner. I'm Foy. And today, of course, we're doing our starting lineups and our Shit the Bed Sunday. We're going to give you the MLB playoff situation. We're going to have our throwback Thursday jam session. We're going to be talking about some costume ideas and going on from there. Halloween's coming up. You know, trick or treat. <laughs> give me something good to eat. And I'm always hungry. Yeah. Candy's always a good choice. All right, so let's get into this next episode. Um, Sean, why don't we just start off with you and your starting lineup? All right, uh, I believe last episode I predicted this. I made, I made the call. I think I made the call. Babe Ruth? <laughs> Center field? Calling my shot. Uh, I'm going to go with Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, you know, I think I'm pretty sure I called him if I didn't call me out in the comments, but I'm pretty sure I called him to win. You know, that, that's a dude who's focused, came out and got the job done. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, Khabib is a beast, an absolute beast. I think Connor came out and underestimated him a little bit. His ground game is so strong. Oh dude, he's a beast. And don't get me wrong. Connor looked composed and was ready for it, but it, it, you, the composure couldn't... It was just too much. It was too much. It was too much. He would tie him up, and when he had his legs trapped, and it'd be for... Don't get me wrong. The ground and pound, there wasn't too much. There was... I was more impressed with Khabib's hand. You know, he was fight. He, he threw a couple punches, knocked back Connor a couple times. The stand-up the stand up was impressive. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Connor, you know, he, he was ready, but I think that fourth round, it was just... He was out of gas. Yeah, and a lot of people thought it was a uh, rear naked choke. It was a neck crank. He did choke him out. He he cranked his neck and put him in some pain. Uh, is there is there a difference between? Yeah. Them? So uh, you know the the naked choke is hey I can't breathe, and the neck crank is like hey I'm gonna break your neck. Uh, you know at that point where it just really hurts. Kind of like so the, he had him across the jaw, and to the side, and he had a shoulder in the back of his neck. Okay. And so so it's kind of like the major pain where the kid gives him a hug and he goes watch your angle boy I yeah. snap your neck in 20 different ways major pain that i bet you major pain could take uh Khabib. oh yeah with that, was, with, uh, with that move totally solid you on me boy are you plotting against me boy <laughs> oh what a classic movie major pain is no yeah. but Khabib was just excellent yeah but for reals it's like um you know all the pre-hype fight build up um you got Connor putting on his typical media circus show, and you know he he was invested in this fight, but you know Khabib kind of played the silent warrior. You know he took all the shit. Connor Connor nobody's got a better pre-fight game than Connor. Oh like, no, he talks more shit, and he will fucking throw everybody in your family under the bus if he has to, or throw something at your family bus yeah. in, in regards to him throwing chairs. Yeah, it was a dolly and a, a, a gate rail type thing. Yeah. Oh, man, craziness. But, but you know, and obviously the, the aftermath was a big issue. Oh, dude. I mean, shit went, shit went haywire fast. Oh, yeah. You know, people jumping over the into the octagon, throwing punches. You know, people, obviously, Khabib jumped out and went after Dylan Dennis, which is... Connor's jujitsu, uh, yeah, jujitsu coach, and it just got down. A lot of shit talkings happened, and you know, Khabib was saying he's like, "How are my guys?" And I'm going to get in trouble when Connor's jumped into rings when he's not fighting, when he had the whole bus situation, and you know, Dana is already saying like, "Those guys who jumped in are not going to fight in the UFC anymore." 
you know, and really against the Khabib team. And this is the one time Khabib went, you know, kind of haywire. And he says it. Like, he's like, I've never done it. It was not in my normal, you know, how he acts normally. I uh, I read somewhere that uh, the real disappointment for Khabib was his dad's reaction. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's like, my dad didn't raise me to be... Yeah, he he was saying, he was saying how disappointed his father was, and you know it was kind of like an embarrassing thing for his dad oh, to yeah. see his son lose his shit like that. Well, but Khabib was like, "Hey, man, this guy's talking about my religion. He's talking about my country. He's talking about my family. You know, and that's what sometimes you'll get. You don't talk about people's stuff like that. You could talk about hey, how he's sucking them and fighting. Yeah, you, you could talk about other things, but don't bring up some major stuff. Yeah, he, uh, you know, Connor Connor likes to." cross that line or dance really close to crossing that line. Oh, yeah. And he paid the price. I mean, Khabib, Khabib put the smack down on him. And, you know, all that means is there's going to be a rematch at some point. I hope. Because, well, Khabib was going to say this was it for him. It's it's just more hype for the next fight. Oh, you know it's coming back. I mean, honestly, what what is it? The middle, mid, not middleweight. Is it... Uh, that was a lightweight fight. Lightweight fight? Lightweight fight. Who else in that division? There's... I haven't been paying attention to UFC since Carter's been gone. Yeah, I mean, it's, re- it's really... To me, UFC has been super watered down over the last, like, five years. Not not in terms of um, talent. There's a lot of talented guys in there, but there's just so many fights. And do you remember back in the day when there'd be one card every, like, three to four months? Yeah. And they were just awesome. Every fight was great. Well, I also think it has to do with the amount of, you know, boxing's dead. And boxing used to be that way. There used to be Friday night fights. There used yeah. to be a pay-per-view every three months. And there was a lot more people boxing. That was their way out. I'd rather, you know, there's way more kids. Signing up MMA, for doing jujitsu. Yeah. You know? And it's paying the bills, I guess, you know? Yeah. But you, boxing's dead. And so you're going to have a lot more fights. And boxing lost, its, boxing lost its way when it came to, like, the whole Don King era where you really started to see. Well, you know, even before Don Boxing has just been a gangster. I want to say it's a hustle. It's a hustle, and it's never you know the cards are always scrambled. The it's 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 shady. It's very shady. Very shady. shady. You know, real good boxers have lost matches, and shoot, people have died after fights. I mean, you know, perfect example for me when you think of boxing is Roy Jones Jr. Fighting uh, in was at the '88 Olympics in oh, Korea, lo- or yeah, I think it was. When he completely dominated. Oh, he whooped that guy's ass. And that was the Olympics. Yeah, when Olympic boxing is corrupt, you know it's not a cool sport. And that's the hot. That's allegedly the highest level it's going to get. Oh but, yeah, you know, to me, you're you're absolutely right in saying boxing's dead, and you know, MMA is the thing of the the fighting sport of the future, and I get that. Um, to me, it's just. If if they'd hold off on some of these, you know, main events and just kind of stack the card a little bit with just ridiculous fights like it used to be because... Well, you, you know, you because how it is now, when the UFC started, there was no weight classes. There was no... There was no rules. <laughs> watch, watch. It was it was hair pull... No hair pulling, no eye gouging, no... No, you could hit in the dick. It was, was it was those two, I think. No biting. Yeah. Watch, those were the three rules. Watching one of the Gracie brothers fight Tank Abbott, you know, giving up like 200 pounds. Oh, dude, it was insane. You, those fights, you know, you'd like to see that. Because initially, that's what it was. It was like, get the best jujitsu guy. Get the best Muay Thai guy. And let's see what which style wins. Yeah. And now everyone's MMA and they got a little bit of everything. Yeah. There's a lot more well-versed fighters. Yeah, and so it's 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 a little tough, but they 
the fighting the fighting is good. These fighters are world class. Oh, they're legit. They just don't know how to sell themselves. Yeah, you know, and and my back to my point about Connor and his showmanship. That dude knows how to market himself. He went from you know a relatively smaller card, and then you know he won some fights. Don't get me wrong, the dude's a good fighter. The dude can scrap. Oh, yeah. He can throw down. He's not scared of anybody. But what he does out of the ring is totally setting him up for the future. He's already got a whiskey line. Oh, he already said I he mean, doesn't. He didn't even need to fight. He was yeah. like, I don't need to fight anymore. I just love the game. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll give him respect for. You know what else I'm going to give him respect for? He decided not to press any charges on the Nab- Nab- Khabib's team. Yeah. Really? I didn't None know of that. None of them. None of them. I'm not going to press charges against these guys. Yeah. You know, the heat of the moment kind of thing? Yeah. Well, he almost jumped over the fence, too. Yeah. There was a lot going on. Everyone's trying to break down who was this, who was that, who attacked who. Doesn't really matter. It happened. Yeah. You know, you, you know Sheriff's gotten involved. And yeah, I saw, people I saw out. him walking into the... Uh, Training room after the fight. Oh yeah, and then I like how Dana didn't give the belt to him because, you know, it's he Dana, was afraid. Well, Dana, Dana's a putz. There's, I feel like there's a little bit of resentment on Khabib and his team, and Dana doesn't want to give him what they want. You Dana's, know, Dana loves Connor. Well, no, he loves Connor because Connor makes him money. He Cash. makes the industry oh, yeah. money. Right. I mean, and Khabib isn't that like poster child type well, that's, of fighter. That's most of the UFC champs. Who are they? Can you name another champ right off the bat? Like, you'd have to, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, he's the champ. I know Daniel Cormier, but I know John, John Jones is coming back off the roid sauce. <laughs> and I mean, Cormier, Cormier's a, a, a poster child kind of champion. He says the right things. He does the right things. But when it comes down to it, he, he can't fuck with John Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, John Jones is on steroids, but whatever. I mean... Steroids might make you tougher, I mean, in terms of faster recovery and things like that, but it doesn't help you dodge fucking punches. No. Might help you throw a couple, though. A couple mean ones. John Jones is an awesome fighter. Yeah. I, I just hope to see him fight clean and see what he could do. Yeah, that, that'd be a very interesting fight. But Khabib in the ring during those rounds was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, what it comes is down it, to. Is it safe to say he's the best fighter in the lightweight class? He's undefeated, never lost. You know, I think I don't know how many matches, twenty something or seventeen and know. It's it's ridiculous. And he's fought competition. He's defended his belt, you know, a handful of times. He's the man. He's the man right now. And I hope he doesn't retire. I'd love to see him fight some more. Yeah. You know, we want to see some people go at it, but for sure fighting, he's the man right now. And he's your starter. Yeah. Who's on your st- who's so on your starter? I'm lineup? still talking UFC. Um it was a, for me it was a cool card. I, I actually liked watching the fights. And it started off with, uh, like, Michelle Waterson, the karate hottie. Have you seen her? Yeah. She's pretty hot. She dominated her fight. She crushed uh, some other chick, whatever. But it was just fun to watch her throw some kicks and win the fight. And then there was a heavyweight fight with Derek Lewis, who was my starter. Derek Lewis has become my favorite guy of the week. I've jumped onto his Instagram, watching all his videos. His post-game, his pre-fight mat- uh, interviews are hilarious. Oh, dude, it was great. Well, because well, I'm, I'm sitting next to your cousin Tommy, and we're watching the fight. And all of us, you know, he wins the fight last second in the third round. Crushes 16 that seconds. Crush, bounces his head off the mat a couple times. Not to mention, this Russian was like Four six, six, eight. Yeah. With uh, Moana's grandmother's tattoo on his back. <laughs> like how I spotted that? I was like, that how was does good. this Russian guy have a, Mo- a, a Moana tattoo? A, Moana, a, a Polynesian stingray <laughs> on his back for his only tattoo. And yes, it looked just like Moana. If you haven't watched Moana, you're lying. 
First of all, everyone's watched Moana. Exactly. It's a rock movie. <laughs> the rock doesn't make bad movies. No. And, you know, yeah, he had a stingray, and I was like, he looks just like Moana's grandma. Anyways, Derek Lewis comes out, 16 seconds left, catches a punch, guy falls to his back, he jumps on top of him, throws a couple blows, and the last two he connects, it's lights out. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's already hyped enough. Joe Rogan gets into the freaking ring to interview him, and he walks up, and I'm like, holy shit. And the guy has his shorts off, and he's walking up in his freaking his compressions, but, you know, I'm like, what is he doing? And Tommy starts laughing. But Joe Rogan, you know, proceeds to interview him, and he's like, why'd you take your shorts off? You know, and of course, the my classic. Ball, my balls is hot. My balls is hot. And you can barely understand him. Like, cool as a cucumber, totally serious. And, that, and that's how he is all the time, like, the way he talks. He's never too excited, but he's always, like, one of those, like, guys who are just, He's like, shit, yeah. my balls is hot. He's, <laughs> you know, and just went on with it. You know, he starts talking about how he is a number two contender in the, in the weight class. He's like, man, I need to work on my cardio. <laughs> you know, and he knows he's super realistic, very blunt about certain situations. He's just an awesome character. You know, I hope he works on his games because I think, you know, he's got vicious hand power. He could be a boxer. He's probably, he was someone who wanted to box that found MMA. He's like, hey. It's probably a better outlet for me. Probably easier to get into, too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even after, uh, after the fight, uh, they do the, the interview um, with the UFC or Fox or FS1 group. With it was like Michael Bisbing. Right, and, and they got a, a chick, uh, Karen Bryant, who's she's kind of a hottie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He says that, too. And you got uh, Tyron Woodley, and they're asking him questions. And at the end of the interview, it's pretty funny because they bring up all the fun stuff, you know, what he said about his cardio and his balls being hot and... You know, he's, they ask him, hey, Derek, what are you going to do when you get home to relax? Shit. Probably go home, throw my woman's legs up in the air, figure it out from there. <laughs> you know, just a funny character and following him on Instagram. He's just a cool guy. I like how he, when he was talking to Joe Rogan, he's like, uh, I'm going to hit you up in a couple of weeks. Come on your show and smoke some weed. Everyone wants to smoke weed, Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Since Elon, Elon, Elon's done it. Yeah, everybody. Everyone's going to do it. Oh, yeah. It's a thing to do, but Derek Lewis is my starter. I hope he blows up even more than he is right now. He's hilarious. Get on his Instagram. Check him out. My favorite guy of the week. All right, so we're going to go shit the bed Sunday. Paulo, who shit the bed for you? Okay, so it's not on a Sunday. It's a Thursday night game. I'm going to talk about it. The Giants just played the Philadelphia Eagles and for a rivalry game. I know the, the Giants haven't started off. You know They're 5-1 and one now, but they're 4-1, and one, not looking too hot. One and four. One and four. That's what I meant to say. They're losing. Yeah, not winning. Not winning. Not kind of, well. kind of like you in fantasy. Um, only in one or two leagues out of my four. Yeah, so. you're zero and five in the coaches' league, and you're one and four in. About to be two and four, Sean. That would um, be whatever. Whatever makes you uh, feel better about yourself. Yeah, you know, th- and not to mention you didn't set your Fanduel lineup. So last week. I still won. I still win money in Fanduel. You know why? Because that one only wins me th- if I do. If I do win, it only wins me three dollars and twenty five cents. Okay. I've won like $40 already on other bets. And that's what, those are the ones I paid attention to more. Okay. And yes, did I forget to set up my lineup? I did. And you know what? Stop getting advice from Josh. Okay. <laughs> Even though I don't pay attention to my group text, I look at it. I still review. I do a, rev- a quick review, okay? I do my cliff note studying. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I know there's always a jab at me. And then, you know, it's... And because I lost to Josh last week, he had his great weekly review. And Josh should be, I tell him all the time, I'm like, you should write. Yeah, he, he's a very good writer. He's a very good writer. And so in our fantasy league, the highest point scorer 
has to do a weekly review about all the games. And, of course, he was the highest point scorer in the league, and he beat me. And he dropped some funny lines on everyone, but he's saving me for last, which, you know, makes me feel like he's really a good friend of mine. Do you want to hear? Do um, I want to hear it? No, I don't want to hear it. Well, I'm just going to read his review on <laughs> your game. Okay. All right, so, you know, it's a, week, it's, it's a weekly review, and you gotta, you got to go over everybody's matchup. So Josh's matchup review for him and Paulo. Uh, verbatim for Josh. Yes, it was my turn to play Paulo and his Autobots. Mind you, Paulo's team's name is Optimus Primetime. But as everybody before me has done, I beat him handily. I am sure Paulo had a great game plan in his head, which is an inside joke. Uh, and the team just didn't execute it. Or my team is just that good. I will let you decide. Paulo has gone on record calling the Browns a bunch of bums. But they have something he doesn't. A win. Ooh, <laughs> jabs. Yeah. I like it. It keeps it fun. It definitely does. Yeah, but the Giants have struggled, obviously, this year. And, you know, with the Odell Beckham drama earlier this week, he tried to pull a Aaron Rodgers preseason hype up the team thing, and I think it just went negative. Yeah, I don't think they take him very seriously as a leader. When you're on the sideline, like, headbutting a fan or fucking making out with a kicking net, I mean, it's kind of hard to get grown men. His sideline antics are horrible. I just don't get it. He is a, a big drama. And like, don't get me wrong. His, he is so talented. And is he deserving of the money? Probably. But, yeah. you know. It's but a, at some point, dude, you got to grow the fuck up. His team doesn't even, res- like, look at him. Like, when you're the rookie, Saquon Barkley, comes over to you and is more of a pro and calming you down, it's pretty bad. Yeah, you, you, know, you know you're... He's acting like a little kid. Oh, yeah. He's, he potentially might be, he could be a worse cancer than like a T.O. Yeah, I mean, it, I can't say. Don't, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's any coaching leadership in New York. You know, they got a whole new staff. It's kind of funky. They have so much talent. I love. But offensively, they have talent everywhere but the quarterback. I mean, Eli, Eli was great. Or almost great. Well, he's got two rings, and so it's just weight that he, he holds. E- Eli, Eli, to me, looks tired. He looks like... He's not playing enthused. He doesn't like his team, it seems like. Yeah, he, he's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, in, in my opinion, you know, we were talking in, in one of the group chats, chats about it, is because um, Oscar is a big Giants fan. I, I suggested, you know, for this year's draft, they should have made some moves to come back later in the first round after they got Saquon and kind of did like the Ravens did, get in that back half of the first and pick up a quarterback, you know, maybe a Lamar Jackson or someone along those lines, you know, one of those, like, not quite top ten Look picks. how good Joe Flacco's doing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely scare, motivated him. Scare Eli. Who's the last couple? Like, when you know the backup quarterback on a certain team, sometimes that starting quarterback does well. The last backup quarterback for New York I've known – it was like David Carr and Kurt Warner. <laughs> or like, yeah, so it's like there's really no pressure for him. No. He, he's just kind of coasting, and it's like, who are they going to do? They're going to start this bum over me? I doubt it. So it's like if the Giants would have, you know, went that direction, because let's be honest, Eli's got maybe two years total. If this isn't it. Yeah, if this isn't it, you know, maybe one more. But he's more. supposed to be the guy. Not Saquon going over and talking to Odell. He can't talk to Odell. Yeah, he, he, he shouldn't have to talk to Odell. He's a fucking rookie. You know, it's not his job to, to rally well, Saqu- the troops. Right. You know, but, but Saquon, I, 
you know, was he a yard short for me? Double bonusing? Double bonus. 99 oh, what a baller. That guy is nasty. He's the only guy that touches the ball. I mean, he's the only guy that, like, consistently is explosive. You know, Odell and Eli, aside from last week's game, have been, like, not really on the same page. Not consistent. Not, you know. You know, uh, as of, like, as of last week, Eli, um, Odell didn't have a touchdown. No touchdown receptions. All They're throwing him these, like, four to six yard routes and like he's not really taking the top off they're not giving him opportunity to catch the ball down the field like they have in the past oh yeah it was it and even their defense is uh they had uh what's travis kelsey's brother's first name uh the other kelsey brother plays old he's the captain he's a, for the o-line the o-lineman um they they did they did the like a mic check on the sideline of them yeah and he's just like oh yeah this is what they're doing they got this done like they it's simple to them yeah they they dominated the game you know, and the, for a rivalry game, like I said, I thought the Giants would come up more. I'd like Thursday games have been kind of hype. Yeah. People this, have been doing things. It's been an exciting game. This was a, a I, I'm going to say the word bum of a game. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Let me down. The Giants didn't even show up. The Eagles, the Eagles finally looked good. You oh, know, dude, Alshon went off, caught two tubs. They hadn't looked good. Algalore's catching the rock. Yeah, they hadn't looked very good so they, far the, this It year. was the beginning of the fourth or the end of the third. And again, they were doing the, the mic'd up. And it was like, come on, guys, let's have fun. They were already bored, right? They were just going through the rotations like we already won this game. Oh, they knew it was over. Oh. The, giant, the Giants, aside from Saquon, had no offensive output from anybody. Yeah. I mean, I think Odell went five for 50 or something very marginal. Killed me. Well, so they definitely shit the bed Thursday. <laughs> so, Sean, give me your shit the bed Sunday. All right, I'm going to take a little different approach for this this week. Okay. Um, being that uh, this past Monday was Columbus Day, a little fun fact that uh, the Atlanta Braves and the Tomahawk Chop, the Cleveland Indians, na- teams with Native American mascots, were both eliminated from the Major League playoffs. <laughs> I mean, the irony in both of them getting eliminated on Columbus Day is it's fairly funny to me. You know, being being in a Native American household, I find that pretty funny. Some might not, but I think it's pretty funny. You know, if you can't laugh, like, you know how many Peruvian jokes I laugh at? Not many, because I've never really heard one. But if someone comes up with one, I'm going to give I'll give it to them. Yeah. I could laugh at myself. Yeah. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody is a victim at one time. Yeah. And they might be due to something, but this, these baseball teams. Yeah. Um, the irony, like you said. <laughs> it It was... It was uh, it was pretty funny, you know. I saw that today. Um, Josh actually showed us that on a uh, on the group chat. Um, Braves came out and got just fucking owned by the Dodgers, and pretty much I thought everybody saw that coming. The Braves haven't won the Braves haven't won a playoff series since like the early two thousands, and you know um, the, the John Rocker days, <laughs> probably. Um, the, Let's talk about that guy being racist. Oh, John Rocker. <laughs> Jeez. What a nut job that dude was. Thank God for him, though, because he was a, the inspiration for Eastbound and Down. Dude, that is a great show. You know? Great show. Danny McDonald. Danny McDonald? McBride. McBride. Yeah. Dude, that is a great show. Oh. I can feel it down in my plums. <laughs> um, no, but all seriousness, you know, Cleveland... Cleveland came out and got swept by Houston. Houston looked awesome. They came out and they just beat the shit out of Cleveland starting pitching. Uh, the bats were alive in Houston, making them a formidable opponent moving forward. 
Um, they're going to play the Red Sox, and that should be an interesting, interesting matchup because both teams are stacked, pitching and hitting. And then, uh, you know, the Dodgers moving on to face the Brewers tomorrow. Uh, Brewers, you know, I think I, I made some mention about What a cool team, them. yeah. I made some mention about them earlier. You know, they can hit the shit out of the ball. Their pitching isn't great, but, man, they are definitely overplaying. So it's, it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's excellent. You know, talking about uh, the Braves, uh, 25 years ago today, Sean, the 11th, Deion Sanders played against the Miami Dolphins in Miami and then flew to Pittsburgh to play the, pit, uh, the Pirates in one day. That's pretty badass. Pretty cool, man. You know, for Deion doing that, it was like, you know, you, you know I know Bo Jackson played both, in both leagues, and, but never in one day. Yeah, that's pretty insane. I think Dion also has the record for like hitting a home run and scoring a touchdown in the same week. Really? Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. That's insane. Um, but some of my favorite Dion moments, you know, I like that stuff. He was a Yankee. He was a Giant. He was kind of all over the place. All right, but okay. Enough about Dion and Bo Jackson. It's Thursday, and you know, being a social media guy, well, who isn't now? I'm really. Not. I'm sick of Throwback Thursday pictures. I look at this old picture of me when I used to be skinny or good looking, yeah. or when I was with someone famous at one point. Throwback Thursday pictures. I want to take it back to hanging out with my buddy Foy. It's Throwback Thursday. Every time you jump into this guy's car, or every time you hang out with him, and there's no music playing, Sean will throw on something from at least early 2000s and further back. He does if if he listens to anything that's kind of current, it has to be nostalgic. It has to be it has to be catchy and good. Yeah, most most new stuff I listen to is is probably country. I right. mean, I wouldn't say it's real country. It's more pop country. Um, but you know, there's some catchy country tunes out there it, right now. It's got to have good instrumentals. Yeah, there's got there's got to be some that one thing that gets me. You know. So I was thinking, hey, instead of doing a Throwback Thursday with an old picture of us, let's do some beats. With some jams, what's something that you would listen? What are you listening to right now on this Thursday, Sean? All right, well, I got something queued up. We're gonna play it in the background while we talk about it. Ooh, am I feeling little little Floridian music? A little bit. If you can hear it, it's uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Dude, growing up, my parents moved to Miami bef- first before they came to California. Well, naturally, that's where most South South American immigrants come through, right? Yeah. Absolutely, you you know it's kind of very Tony Montana, you know you come into Miami, and a oh, little snit, uh, tit, tidbit, I was almost from the same hometown as Dion in Fort Myers. They they were in Fort Myers when they were pregnant with me, I think. Oh wow! So little little connection I have with Dion, but sure. no, the Gloria, man, and the Sound Machine, dude, the Sound Machine produced some sick beats. Oh yeah, you know that. This com- is the the rhythm is going to rhythm is going to get you. Oh yeah, you see, yeah, um, but. How, you know, oh, she was so hot. Oh, she was such a she good had that looker. 80s curly hair. Oh, it was sick. <laughs> so and, good. you know, the mole was on point, kind of like Cindy Crawford mole. Oh, Cindy Crawford. You got, uh, what's the, the girl from the, like, 50s with the blonde hair? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. She had a classic mole. Yeah. You know. And she could, Mar- um, Gloria can dance. I mean, she still sings yeah. good. The Miami Sound Machine had an awesome horn section. Oh, dude. And they all wore, always wore shades. And Oh, yeah. You know, the synthesizer. And, you know, and, and being part Latino, growing up in a Latino household, even though I'm Italian, 
you know, you hear congas and bongos. Right. It's kind of like that Dave Chappelle skit when they go, they play like Latin music and all the Latin people just have to start dancing. <laughs> it's kind of how I am. I'm like, oh, you know, but yeah. there's more than a couple tracks that Gloria has just crushed it on. And even if you see her today, she's still banging. Oh, yeah. She's very good looking for a woman in her, I want to say she's mid-50s, maybe see how early I, 60s. You know what's great about this is like I look at you, Sean, I'm like, hey, you're my boy. You're my linebacker buddy. We lift weights at least twice a year, you know, and you're going to throw on some, some Gloria Stefan. There's a sensitive side, a rhythmic side. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right. So what's your, what's your second, my second throwback Thursday banger? Uh, my second choice is a song you and I talk about pretty frequently. Really? Oh, Ooh, this is pretty much our warm up before our pre-show. We listen to this almost every pre-show. Yes, you can't hear it. It's Method Man and Red Man, the Rock Wilder. Yeah, off the Blackout album. Like it was perfect because it was like, hey, it's kind of near the end of the the Wu Tang Clan era. You know, obviously they made more, more records individually. I think they released a new Goop album about a year ago. I don't really remember. I haven't paid attention to it. But Redman was just on fire. Oh, yeah. And then they started hanging out. They did How High. Yeah, that was a good And movie. this song still. It's, dude, it's a great like pre-game song. They each get a verse, and they crush it. And it's only like two minutes. Yeah, it's classic. Good. I think if you could knock out a good song in two minutes, oh, that's all you need. It's perfect. And the beat, the beat is tight. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's simple. It's, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, it's not really deep. It's just fucking there, and it's badass. I could listen to this hanging out with my boys. Barbecuing in a, at a picnic, mm-hmm. I could pregame to this. Definitely workout. There's so many things I could just say. You know what? I got this one song. I'm gonna play it for everything. Yeah. Shoot, before may, I might get romantic to this, and, and then turn on some Luther or something. Yeah. If if you have a system in your vehicle, this shit bangs. Dude, I think I had this on tape even because I had an old CRX that. <laughs> Dude, today's <laughs> today's kids will never know the struggle with oh, tapes with a hard rewind. Like. Ugh. How about recording songs off the radio? Hitting the two buttons at the same yep. time? Oh, it's like, shit, I missed the beginning of it. I used to get mad at DJs who talk over the intros oh. or talk too early. And then I'd hit record. Just yeah. ruined. You freaking ruined it. And then it's like, after a while, oh, I'm tired of this mix. Let me uh, record some new songs over. Oh, yeah, you record two times over the same tape and it's just done. Super staticky. Yeah. So and the worst was getting that tape stuck into the player. Oh. Then you had to re... When it, when it would get unspooled, you'd have to get a pencil, pencil. <laughs> and roll it back Get that up. number two out. Yeah. Oh, man. So those are my two choices for today. Okay. I, I got a couple beats, um, little, little fun ones. You know, this is one that I've loved growing up. It was something that we'd listen to, like, going to uh, the skate rink. Is that what I would say? Yeah, I'm going to Skate rink? You went to a skate rink? You've never gone to a skate, like, skate night? In school? Uh, the only time I think I've ever gone to a roller rink, roller rink? Oh, is oh. probably for a birthday party. <laughs> because if, it, if you don't know me, I am so challenged when it comes to rollerblading, roller skating, skateboarding. This is the jam. This is pretty much my jam. This is it. Like, you know, you go into the skate rink. You have some busted ass skates, or you get, you know, the rentals. You know, I was like, Mom, I want rollerblades. And then she went to Payless and got you like the adjustable sized ones for like eight year olds. No problem. You know, you hey, get you slice this, of pizza that sucked. You got this, yeah, it tastes like cardboard. Oh, the worst. You got the, the multicolored light spinning around. Oh, you got all the fog games. Machine. You try to win that big soda because you're sweating bullets. 
You're trying try- to get a dance with the hot chick. You try to do a little, little couple dance. Girls. Oh man, gotta wipe off the sweat. Yeah, I better win this freaking red light, green light, so I could get a freaking mm. big Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this song to me reminds me of like high school parties with my with one of my buddies, Aaron Allen. I yeah. mean, R.I.P. Brother. Yeah, um, this song was our jam. Every house party. You know, even just cruising, you know, we'd fucking just hang out and we'd bump this shit and just dance and put it on repeat. Oh, man. This, like, this is great walking music. Oh, dude. Freestylers, you know, don't stop the rock, man. This song is fucking dude, It's probably one of the first autotune beats. Oh, it has to be. And the beat drops super hard. And it just keeps going. Like, I, how many times did you, like, break dance in your own room to this song? Uh, attempted break dancing, probably not many because I, I know my limitations when it comes to dancing. Oh, dude, I tried every single time. I'm, every single I'd get white gloves on, <laughs> try to break dance with white gloves, try to be like turbo and ozone. Did you, did you put a beanie on so when you tried to head spin? No, no, I wore headbands. Oh. I had headbands. <laughs> but I did get my full Adidas outfit on. <laughs> the dude, this the was jumpsuit? It. Oh, dude, this was like one of my favorites for See, sure. I'm more of an elbows up guy, just kind well, of rock inside. You, you are at heart a cholo, you know. I, I you know. Deep down there, there's a little bit. You know, growing up in California, those it's kind of like hard not to. You you pick up on you know you, trends that are around you. You know, low rider oldies, and you know, it just kind of yeah. goes with the trends. Well, for me, being just a random Peruvian Italian kid growing up in South San Jose, there was one guy that we just listened to every single day. Love me some Too Short. You know, getting it by Too Short, 1996. I know he said it was his last album. I think he's come out with like 20 cents. Yeah, I do. Every, everyone. But this album. was like, this is like a Bay Area love song. You know what I mean? It was awesome. And if you know me and you're like, hey, Paulo, bring some beats. I'm, every single time, I'm going to put on Straight Too Short or E40. Yeah. And they'll be like, can't you mix it? And I'm like, it's on shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll just be Too Short E40 shuffles. You and your Bay Area. Well, you know, I, I think it's a great genre of music. You know, you could tell what is a Bay Area beat or slapper. <laughs> slapper. Slapper. What's slapper? Like a knee slapper. Oh, but okay. We, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We got lingo that's different than everybody else. Okay. But uh, this is like, he's one of the best storytellers. He's one of the best rappers. This beat just gets me every single time. It, it's too short. If, yeah. you can't, if you can't bob your head to some too short, you shouldn't listen to like music. Like this is cruising music. Totally. L- window down, hand outside, but one arm on the steering wheel, For just sure. mobbing. Yeah, so those are our jammers. Throwback Thursday. I'm liking it. You know, you know it's not too bad. I, li- I just like sharing music that we know right? with you people. You know, if you like it, let us know. If you don't, you know, sure. share some music, you know, but growing up, in, you know, in the 90s, those are some, some songs that we loved to listen to when we were uh, you know, Young, younger. Younger. I'm old now. I, it's going to be hard for me, you know, having a, like, how do you introduce music to Grayson? You know, your son's 10. Well, does he know, listen to any of your music? You know, I really don't know what his I, music I remember forte being 10. Is. I remember being 10 and being like, look at my parents' record album. Like, what do these guys listen to? What can I listen to at home? Music's so easy for kids to listen to now. Oh, it's on their own time everywhere. That before, when I was a kid, I was like, shit, I had three tapes. And you had, to listen, CD, to you had to listen to the radio. And I had to listen to the radio. You know, like, I, you know how many times I listened to the Saturday Night Fever record? <laughs> and Willie Nelson and freaking uh, what's the freaking Mexican guy who sings to all the women I loved before is just the records we had at home. Thank God they had a Parliament album. Thank, dude, I'm telling you, this Tito is and Patty had Parliament. Parliament. They had Willie. They had uh, ACDC, Dirty Deeds. 
There's just some randoms in there. It's very eclectic. They had some, like that it. La Bamba 45 Ooh. was my favorite. I wore that thing out. Hey, no wonder you can karaoke that, that song. Dude, so I'm good. Dude. Oh, we've talked about it. That is such a great, but the, great story. But seriously, like, what what did your parents have in the, like, or what did you have in the in the in the household? Um, so, you know, my my tata didn't really listen to music. My nana, when she drive to work, you know, she had Randy Travis tapes, Randy Tra- and yeah. some George Strait tapes. And she'd listen to the oldie station. Yeah, oldie station. Oh God! You know, I miss the oldie station. Oldie stations that that you'll never know. You know, they it, were so good. It's like I still bump to it. You know, like my favorite Pandora stations, Lowrider oldies. Yeah. You know, you get some Brenton Wood in there, maybe some War. Exactly. Uh, little Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, just mixing mixing it up a little bit. There were some great bands, you know. And so, like for me, I'm I you know I play a lot of music in the house for for my little kid, and he doesn't get it yet. But you know, actually, so uh, they just put. Uh, smoking the bandit on netflix and because you know of course they always stay up to current you know because of bert bert passing away but i played him the, you know the movie and he was kind of watching it and it's big trucks and fast cars the whole time oh yeah which is awesome so he's like this is awesome and they started playing the music eastbound down and he starts hopping up i'm like you like this he's like yeah i was like oh cool and you're only 19 months that's awesome so that's you know a little hope for the kid little hope but like when i when i'm in the car with grayson yeah i'll play Pretty much whatever's on my phone, you know. But he's never has he ever been like, who's this? Uh, sometimes he does. You know, there there's some songs that he likes. Like his his pregame baseball song is totally random, and I'm sure. But no, he has a pregame song. That's cool. They, I'm sure nobody's ever heard of it. Um, it's a metal song. His pregame baseball song is Mermaider by Death Clock. And if you don't know who Death Clock it's is, it's a cartoon band. It's the cartoon band on, <laughs> on Metalocalypse. Yes. You know, they're awesome. And All my metal friends just talk about them like... Dude, it's, it, it's only one dude. It's only, it's only one dude. All the characters? Yeah, all the characters is one and dude. And he sings all the... He does all the instruments? He does all the... He does oh, everything. that's talent. Very Prince-like. Yeah. Um, that, that's his favorite song before baseball. Um, other than that, you know, there's a couple of songs on my playlist. You know, he'll, he'll bob his head to a little bit or, you know, he'll sing. Some of the newer country stuff, he'll remember the words. Um, Rue, Rue likes a couple of songs. Rue likes a Galantis song. It's called Put Your Love On Me. Um, What's Galantis? It, it's, I don't know. I was watching Twitch one day and the streamer was playing this funky, like, Eurobeat song and <laughs> kind of sounds like the Venga Boys, if you know who the Venga Boys uh, are. The part, the Venga Bus is coming? Yeah, we like to party. You know, it kind of sounds like <laughs> dun, dun, that. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> so every time we get in the car, Daddy, Daddy, can we listen to that song? Which one? You know, put your love on me. Uh, sure, sure, baby. I'll play it for put you. Put your love on me. Oh, yeah. that sounds bad. Yeah. That's not the best title. No, it's really not, but it's a catchy <laughs> tune, and she knows the words, and she loves to sing it, so it makes me happy. That's cool. So, you know, the songs with a lot of cussing, I try to skip through, but there's some songs I just can't pass up. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't cuss at home, really, unless I'm really mad. And The car is your getaway. Yeah. You know, you know? I, I have to have music or I have to You don't have somebody. a garage. Yeah. If, if, if I'm driving, I have to bump some music or I have to call somebody. I can't just drive with no sound. No. It's, it's just completely I'm really name. pissed or I'm crying to myself if that's happening. Yeah. It's, it's game over at that I point. I cry all the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just kidding. kidding. Don't tell anyone. Don't. It's my sensitive side. <laughs> well, hey, it's October. You know, it's that side. It's that time. Jack-o'-lanterns, pumpkins, candy, costumes. Sean, what is your go-to costume for Halloween? All right. So back in the day, I don't know if you remember, I used 
I went to this Halloween shop, I don't know how long ago, probably high, I think high school. It was like a wizard shoulder piece. It had like big pointy shoulders and it had, uh, it had a hood on it with two horns and an opening for my face. I wore that like for five years in a row. Oh man. And it is probably the best thing I ever bought that my wife got rid of. Because she hated it so oh. much. I wore it every year. So wait, when was the first year you wore it? Oh, God. Like 2000, maybe 2001. Oh, man. It was so good. And, you know, I wore it all the time. And my wife hated it. Uh, my mother-in-law put it on one time. And it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> She's like, everybody got a kick out of it. And then all of a sudden, it just disappeared. Yeah. I, I cannot. I hate when you realize that something got thrown away. Oh, dude, it's like, oh, where is that? Oh, I didn't lose it. It I, got thrown away. That's different. That's different. I know I didn't lose it. That would know? piss me off, but it's going to happen, I'm sure. I've only been, I'm almost on two. Yeah. And only a couple of things have been, you know, we can still argue about throwing things away. So, see, I'm. When a, she does it, when she doesn't tell you, like, no harm, no foul, like, you know. I'm a big proponent of throwing things away. I don't mind throwing things away, but I just like to know. Yeah. If, like, I, let me say my goodbyes. It's like, let me do it. Like, if there's a hole in something I have, like something that you know you can't come back from, dude. You've been wearing the same sock with a hole in it for like three years. Well, you know that's different. <laughs> Is it like if it's underwear or a shirt? Like, oh, dude, I get a hole in my underwear; they're gone. Yeah, I get. I'll take. I get it. bad chafing. I'll take it, and then I'll I'll be looking at it. It's like God, I can't wear these anymore. And then I just I'll pull. I'll tear you them. Make apart. it worse than it is. I'll, I'll tear them so they're completely unwearable. So I have to throw it away. That's funny. You so know? for me, I was a Ninja Turtle from like. The age of eight to twelve, which one? All Mike. Of them? Mike. Well, the, I'm not gonna lie. The first year, I, I made my mom. She got Raph, and I was like, "That's the wrong one." Like, come on, mom. And there was no like, there was no DIY in '92. No, no way. You know, it's it like, like oh. you had three costumes. To you know, choose I from. I went to Target with all these other kids and then got this for you. You're gonna wear it. And I was like, "Okay, mom. You either a vampire? Yeah, like, oh, with the <laughs> cheap ass teeth and fake blood." <laughs> Everybody at some point has you get been the, a vampire. You get, you get like the double application of LA looks and slick back your hair. <laughs> so bad. LA looks. That's oh, so good. Man. You know, and then your hair gets all flaky by the end of the night. Oh, it's just you crusty and white. Pillow case full of candy. Dude, I hit trick or treating hard as a kid. Dude. We'd, we'd go through San Inez, then we'd hit Solvang, and then we'd hit Beulah. Triple Town it? Oh, yeah. My it, was, man. It, was an, it was a four to five hour affair. I would go mask on, mask off. Same house. Hit them twice. See if oh, it oh, worked. You, you giving full-size Twix out? Oh, I'm coming back. Nice to meet you. It's like the best I've ever done was two pillowcases full of candy. Full? Full. Not to the brim. Uh, you know, probably a few inches from the top. Because, you know, I, I'd get serious. I, I'd go more weight. You know, I've known, I've known I've, I've gone close to 10 pounds. That's, that's legit. That's, you know, that's, that's where I've... See? It's, it's a long night because then at the same time I was like, let's hang out with chicks. Like, you got to talk. Yeah, you know. see, nowadays, kids are soft when it comes to trick-or-treating. Well, let's do the, the downtown, trick-or-treat, yeah. safe neighborhood. Is it lit? We're going to trick-or-treat at four. We're, yeah. Why are you trick It's, it's not, even, not dark even dark. I mean, I'll see kids walking out, and it's like 4.30. How are you guys? How, I haven't first, even how I haven't eaten dinner yet. I haven't even eaten dinner yet. <laughs> it's like, sorry, kid, the candy's not set up yet. Come back in two hours. Oh, yeah. You know? Wait till the sun goes down. You know what I had that I wore for a couple of weeks? It was like my backup. Like if I, you know, work party, 
or just didn't have anything really because you get to that age where your parents aren't going to buy you a costume. They're not going to take you to, to Target to get you the costume. But my, my parents used to have the adult parties, right? And they, adults used to go hard. Oh, yeah. The adult parties were just as fun. You know, you see your uncle all fucked up. <laughs> hey, Paul, you want a margarita? Yeah, Uncle Mike. I love a margarita. You know, and he's dressed up like who gives a stink, right? But uh, at the end of the party, this guy had like a real legit like latex cone head. Remember the cone heads? Oh, yeah. And I had this cone head like straight from the movie set. It was super legit. It matched my skin. And I'd rock this cone head and everyone loved it. And I had it forever. But the latex just gave out after five or six years. But that was a go-to for sure. I'm, I'm sure it did. Oh, yeah. You know, God. So what about this year? What are you going to be rocking this year? God, I haven't even thought about it. You know, I've been seeing those purge masks. Have you seen them? Where they got the lights crossed out. It's a mask and they have like LEDs in them. No, I haven't seen it. It's simple. It's easy. You know. You know, I haven't. Veronica and I haven't. Well, Veronica's dressed up for like a work party or she'll work the uh, the tribal hall has a, a Halloween party for the kids. Um, she's dressed up for that. But w- together we we have never well, you up. never did a, the cu- the couple costumes. Never. You, a must. Uh, you know. Me and Elise always want to be like, hey, she could be Khaleesi and I'll be a dragon. You know, we, we talk about it throughout the whole year. We never do it. No, right? You know, this would be a great costume what, idea for the both of us. What is Lincoln going as this year? Um, well, we got, you watch, we got him one costume, which. Oh, that stupid blippy thing? Blippy, who's balling. But we're also just going to, he might, at least wants him to be like Darth Vader. Okay. Which is cool. I don't know if he, again, he's not a mask kid, but we went to the hardware store today and I was kind of like, uh, cause he wanted to get the hard hat. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. You want to be a construction worker? And then From I the went instantly people? and that's what I went to. I was like, nope, <laughs> put that fucking thing away. Yeah. You're not going to be a freaking construction worker. And all of a sudden he's going to hang out with you, the native American, you know, <laughs> Hey, it's not cool to be a Native American anymore on Halloween. It's frowned upon. It is? Yeah. What about, what, what is it counted if you're the village people? Well, I don't know, you know. People, people are kind of sensitive about that. No headdresses, huh? No, no headdresses, no little Indians. What happened around. if I dress, what happened if we do it all like a Cleveland Indian? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And we do it like a, a instead of like a, a, a biker that's all in leather, we do like Lance Armstrong. You know, change it up, but it's still the village people. Right? Okay. <laughs> I said the G word. I'm sorry. God, Paulo, you just can't stop saying that, <sighs> can you? It's, it was a 90s thing. Gay used to be like the curse word everyone used. Yeah. And then was... everyone had to pump the brakes. There was the F word. I don't say the F word very often. Oh, I do. I have to. It's like second nature. It yeah. Just, just kind of rolls off the tongue very easy. It does. Well, it means cigarette. In, in Europe somewhere, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Hmm. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you that one. You know, would you ever dress up like, I always wanted to get like the Ronald Reagan face mask and be uh, oh, from Point Break. Point Break. I want, oh, I want to be, that, that'd be a good one. You right? Just get all the presidents. Yeah, I, dude, you want to talk about a good movie? That's a, oh, Swayze and Keanu? Utah, give me two. Oh, and Busey? And Gary Busey. And Fred Anthony, Hot Chili Peppers? Anthony Kiedis? That movie, I can't believe they remade it. I can't believe they remade it. That was it's such a good movie. We're just going to have to fuck you up. Dude. <laughs> have you watched the remake? Yeah. I refuse. It was, uh, I think it was like on Netflix or Hulu or something, and I watched it, and it was just 
a downer. It's more of like an extreme sports movie. Yeah, than, I, I got that from the previews. Yeah, so I wasn't... Like, was it decent? It was decent. It was not Point Break. No. It's not Swayze. He's not coming back. It's not Keanu. It's death on a stick out there, mate. The 50-year storm. <laughs> One of the best movies. What? Why'd you let him go? I will get him when he comes back in. <laughs> He's not coming back. Keanu uh, in his monotone voice. What was the chick? She was the tank Lori, girl. Lori Petty. Kind of hot. In the army now? Yeah. Kind of hot. I'll give it to her. She was a hot 90s short-haired chick. Yeah. She was the first one. A little punk chick. Yeah, to really uh-huh. rock that short hair. That scene where she like takes off her bikini under the towel. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, my little 12-year-old body started going crazy. Side boob. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to find out what I'm going to be this year. I might be Nacho Libre. Everyone kind of wants me to be Nacho. I, you know, I'm not gonna... I fit the body, and a lot of people give me the, the Jack Black comparison. I'm not going to lie. Your Macho Man costume from the Maverick from years back was great. Macho, it was, I rocked that out so hard that it, it just went away. I had the belt. I don't know what happened to it. I smashed it over something. I, I was in character for at least four days. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. You had the glasses, the hair. Is there, is there a WWE wrestler now that you would, that's John Cena? No, I would never be John Cena. But that's the only guy that I would, could think of right now. If it's not, you know, I mean, today's wrestlers really don't like do it up like the old school guys. You know, I, you know what's a good one? I just be The Undertaker. Yeah. That's could, classic. I don't know if anyone would get it, but... You, oh, we could be The Undertaker and Kane. That'd be badass, bro. I'll We're, be Kane. You could be Undertaker. Yeah, because you're taller. <laughs> oh, thank you for admitting it. <laughs> um, I mean, nobody really paints their face. It's like you, back in the day, you had Ultimate Warrior, Legion of Doom, Macho Man. That's right. No one paints their face. Nobody paints their face. They need to paint their face. You, you know, know what? I used to paint my face off for Halloween, too. Dead Presidents. Okay. Remember the, the black and all white, white from that movie? Oh, no, oh, oh we do little, little black circles around the eyes. Little Joker them. kind of thing, yeah. That was a clutch, you know, when you're like, hey, I watch movies now, and I, there are movies, yeah. and I'm 13. Well, and I, I want to be cool and dark. Did you, did you or see? Or The Crow. Did you see? Oh, The Crow. The Crow's classic. What a good movie. Did you see that uh, there's a town in Virginia where kids over the age of 13, I think, or 12, can be cited for trick-or-treating? You're not allowed to trick or treat. Yeah, are you freaking nuts? Yeah, I saw. I read that. Got to read that on the interwebs. Well, today. you better be able. They better be able to drink. Do something. I mean, you would think it's like if your kids out trick or treating at that age, thirteen plus, whatever, whatever. You know, they're not out drinking or doing something they shouldn't be doing. Look at it's so hard. Look at I told you I was trying to hang out with chicks and everything, and we're, you know, there was some other things out there, but we were trying. We weren't doing. Yeah. Because there was parents everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know? And they knew you. Like, hey, Paul, are you going home soon? What are you doing in this neighborhood? Shit, I'd be in full makeup, dressed like Oprah Winfrey one year. They knew it was me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I dressed like Oprah Winfrey one year. Awesome. It's when your grandma has a whole wig collection and you don't know what to wear. You just throw on her wig. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Paul. Hey. That's so good. She's the most powerful woman of all time. True. You know, very true. I'm just saying. Where are you guys trick or treating this year? Um. Well, obviously, there's the little downtown San Inez party they got for the kids, but we might do uh, the same neighborhood we did last year with you. Okay, Southland. Yeah, by Oscar Oscar's home. Yeah. But first off, okay, let's get into this. I w- the only reason I want to go early is because there's going to be people out there like our friend Oscarotti 
who leaves the, bowl, the whole bowl out there and leaves a sign that says, just take one. And then obviously the first 13-year-old that shows up is going to empty the bowl. Guess what? I want to be that 13-year-old. There you go. I want to empty the bowl. I want to hit his, his, his little ring home security device and leave a funny picture. Like we did last year? <laughs> Pretty the camera, much. Flipping the camera off? Yeah, exactly. And be like, take one, son of a bitch. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is somebody that does that is you take all the good candy and you leave the shitty candy for the rest. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh. I'm a sour punch gummy guy. Like, don't get me wrong. I always I like the the flavor Tootsie Pops the the yellows and the greens. Okay. I'm a sour gummy kind of guy. So don't get me wrong, the chocolates all you you know peanut butter cups. Yeah, I was gonna say peanut butter cups probably. Um, but what are like the classics that no one hits? Oh, oh what's your uncle always get? Dots, dots, and Tootsie Rolls. Oh, and, I love dots. Um, gobstop, not gobstop. What are the chewy the chewy chocolate covered ones? Milk duds. Oh. What are the ones with, yeah, they have caramel, right? Yeah, milk, milk duds. Oh. I love milk duds. Those are great. They hurt your jaw after a while because yeah. you got to work really hard. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, tell you what I don't like. What's the worst? Oh, dude, I think this is universal for everybody. Kettle, uh, the candy corn. Candy corn. I hate candy corn. I'll eat a couple and then it's just like, all right, that's it. I've had my quota for the next 364 days. So are you good at handing out candy? Yeah, I give handfuls. But do you buy good stuff? Of course. I'm or not does gonna... your wife buy it and you're like, okay, this is what we have to give out? No, I'm not getting shitty candy. You yeah. know, it's going to be... It's not na- cheap. It's not... Yeah, it's not cheap. I'm getting the name brand stuff. You know what I like, you know, that not a lot of people give out is they're, they're called six, Sixlets. They're like the chocolate-covered wafers and they come multicolored in the little... Uh, is it like a Filipino candy? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like in that little plastic thing and you just pop the top and you just kind of squeeze them out like you would... Uh, with the, the the little pixie sticks? It's not quite. You know, they're they're round like chocolate wafers. Oh, you've never had a six? I don't think so. No, oh. I'll have to check out the six lit. Those are those are good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, we don't get shitty candy when we hand out candy. Yeah. Typically, we're not home, anyways. So. I like to be there for you know. It's it's different because I now that I I have to go trick or treating again. I went for the first time last year. I don't know how many years in between. So then I just had fun like uh, getting the the fire pit your uncle made me with the. The washer drum, mm-hmm. and just burning that in the front of my apartment. And the kids come up and you know get a whole bunch of candy, and all the football players show up and they just go at it. See, my my favorite thing is taking the kids trick or treating, and then we'll go to a house and somebody will scare the shit out of them. They need to get scared. I don't want to be like the parents. I'd be like, don't scare my kid. Yeah, like let, no, I'll let them cry. Just don't touch them. Yeah, don't touch them. Just don't touch them. You could chase me, chase me even for a second. Hey, if if my kid's running, yeah, scare the shit out of them. And but, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like good haunted houses. Oh, dude, they're yeah, those the, they're gone. Like, I will definitely say over the last ten years, the amount of uh, Halloween involvement has definitely gone down. Like neighborhoods aren't done up. There's more lights turned off than ever before. Yeah. Like trick or treating's dead. You know, after like eight o'clock, there's nobody out trick or treating. Everybody's gone to bed already, and it's weak. It's yeah, really. Do you weak. remember like? Being done trick-or-treating, you got your two, you know, pillowcases full, and then someone knocks on your door, and they're still trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. I felt defeated. I'm like, you're still going? Yeah, nobody really ever came to our house, because we had a gate on both doors, so Your house looking like a haunted house. Yeah, it's like, it pretty much had a do not come up to my door sign out. Like, we never handed out candy. Hey, if you're one of our listeners, just go ahead, get some good candy, get some good costumes. Let's go hard this year. You know, I want to see your costumes. 
you know, tag us in if you take a Halloween picture with your kids, whatever. Let's see some fun costumes. I'm going to try to get crazy this year. Sean, throw some face paint on. Do no, something. No one wants to see your mug. Just do something. You know, I'll throw you some, I'll throw you some six slits. Oh, dude. I, I'm going to say, oh, the, probably the last time I truly dressed up was for work a while back. I dressed up like Joe Halloween Dirt. work party? Oh, dude. No, it was at work because you can wear your costume Ooh. to work. I, uh, I dressed up like Joe Dirt. I had the mullet wig. I had a, a flannel brush popper that I cut the sleeves <laughs> off. I had some nice cargo. A brush popper? Is that just a flannel shirt? Yeah, just a flannel shirt. Okay. Um, it was a yellow flannel shirt, and I had some cargo, cargo shorts on with big boots, and I had some aviator glasses. I was rocking the Joe Dirtler card. My man. I it, love it. It was solid. Hey, well, hey, we're still a couple of weeks away from Halloween, but start planning now. Yeah, there's some time. Still got time. You know, um, but that's it for us today. Hope you had fun listening to us, and we'll be back real soon, probably in a week. Sounds like a plan. All right, guys, have a good one. Hit the music. Show you how to do it and we start real slow You just put your lips together